It's time for the Thursday free-for-all on the On the Airways, the Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday night, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. And because it is Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday free-for-all. We've got stories that'll make you laugh, think, cry, get a front rocket, or six. That's right. We have a brand new one making its debut tonight. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> and let's just say for the let's just let's put it this way. For the story that's going to get this rent rocket, you're gonna see exactly why it deserves what we call the supernova rant rocket. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am on Blogstream, and I'm currently joined on the line by Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Matia. Our Asian magician is having a late dinner. She will join us. I'm not worried. <laughs> As I remember, she is two hours behind us, and you know, at this point, she should be having dinner or should be finishing up by now. Because <laughs> that's, always, that's always a challenge. When I go visit her, it's like her dinner at 7 o'clock would feel like it's 9 o'clock at night for me. It's like, what the hell are you doing? How come you had dinner yet? <laughs> and I live in the same time zone as Shirley, so I have the same thing. Like, why haven't you had dinner yet? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I haven't had dinner yet either, but then I'm not ready for dinner yet. So right. I'll have well, mine me, after I'm... the show. Yeah. Me, I'm so used to eating at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, so... <laughs> now that's the funny thing about diabetics we have to um, I'm so used to eating at certain times so it's like if I don't eat if I'm not had lunch by 1 o'clock it's like damn it bitch why are you waiting for and I turn into a hangry woman <laughs> oh my and Janet can attest to that trust me <laughs> Oh my indeed. Yeah, let's just say Dragon Con in two thousand six and I was very, very hungry. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, well anyway. Uh, let's see. I think excuse me. Sorry, I'm extremely tired. It happens. Yeah, 'cause uh, 'cause it's like I just can't I've not been able to sleep at night lately and I don't I don't know if it's just the Okay, here's something that um, I shine just posted in the ETA group page. You can just super califuckalistic kiss my acidocious. <laughs> oh my! That's a win. <laughs> I like that one. We yeah, have I definitely like that right one. Mhm. Yeah. Oh, brother. And then here's another one from yesterday. Pen is stuck in printer, so don't use it. Of course, you put the pen and is together, it could be penis stuck in printer. Oh, my. Yeah. Not my idea of a good time. Oh, no, no, no. No. Uh, yeah, no. Definitely. Yeah. You know how you know how you're supposed to you know when when stores put up assorted, it's usually A S S T, right? Well, right. on this side it says manager special T C ass crackers. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be tasty A S S T crackers for tasty assorted crackers. <laughs> so. It's like, oh boy, it's amazing. It's amazing how one letter can make all the difference. It's like, I swear, when Jane Little, when Jane used to host the Tonight Show, had the headlines, I swear to God, that was the one thing I would love to stay up for because you never know. Like, one time, the San Francisco Chronicle was supposed to be the Olympic dream. Instead, they have the Olympic dream. Oh my. Yep, they left out the L, so they have the Oinpics. Yeah, we're going to host the Oinpics. (laughs) 
All right. Well, anyway, I think let's get let's get this thing started, and we might as well go ahead and put this supernova rant rocket to work. Okay. I agree. Let's do because it. I'm going to give you this is what the headline reads before I give this. Horrific photos show two-year-old's third-degree burns and blisters after being dipped in scalding water by her step-grandmother who was having a bad day, which means the toddler may need to have her feet amputated. And we're talking, and I, I have to say, I've read the article, I've seen the pictures, mm-hmm. this is, there are no words to no. describe how upset I am by this step-grandmother's actions. Not that mm. it would be appropriate by any means, but this is exceptionally bad. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, I shall fire off the first-ever Supernova Rant Rocket. Take cover! <laughs> Yeah, but you notice that's a lot shorter than our other rant rockets, but then supernovas tend to go very quick, too. Exactly. It's shorter, but more powerful. Right. So anyway, um, here are the four four big sentences. Uh, Jennifer Vaughn has been charged with aggravated child abuse after placing her two-year-old step-granddaughter's feet into boiling water. Vaughn was babysitting the toddler at her home in Tennessee on August 11th. Uh, when asked why she performed the aber- the aberrant act, Vaughn reportedly claimed she was having a bad day and the tot was misbehaving. According to the toddler's mother, the little girl's feet may have to be amputated. So here's what happened. Horrific pictures show a Tennessee toddler's feet covered in burns and blisters after they were dipped in a, into boiling water by a relative. The aberrant incident occurred on August 11th when two-year-old Kaylee Robinson was being babysat by her step-grandmother, Jennifer Vaughn, at her home in Chattanooga. The toddler told ABC2 that Vaughn admitted to using the scalding water on the top because she was having a bad day. Vaughn has now been charged with aggravated child abuse and is being held on a $150,000 bond. Meanwhile, Smith has shared pictures of her little girl's feet with several media outlets, the same images that have been looked at by authorities who are now assigned to the case. Rhea County Sheriff's Department Detective Rocky Potter no relation to Harry, who has examined the photographs, told ABC2 2 that they feature the worst scald burns I've ever seen. Uh, According to Detective Potter, the hospital where little Kaylee is being treated describes the injuries as sock burns because they look as if she was wearing a pink pair of socks. Meanwhile, Smith told Metro that her daughter's wounds appear to be getting worse and not better in the nine days since the incident. Of course, now it's 11. It's terrible. It's just so stressful. Kaylee's had two operations so far, but they haven't worked. The skin is not really repairing itself in the way doctors hoped it would. She's in a lot of pain, the anguish mom told the publication. They, being the surgeons, are going to take some skin from her thigh next week and try to repair her feet, she added. Smith also revealed that Kaylee is at high risk of infection and could end up losing her feet, which is true because, remember, her body has not fully developed yet. Photos show the top with third-degree burns at the top of her feet and large welting blisters wrapping around her ankles. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help with Kaylee's medical costs. Smith told Metro that she left Kaylee at the home of Vaughn, who was the mother of her fiancé, Kyle Vaughn, while she took her two older children swimming. Kaylee had been babysat by her step-grandmother on several occasions previously without incident. However, shortly after dropping off her daughter at Vaughn's home on August 11th, Smith received a call from her soon-to-be mother-in-law telling her to come back. I could hear Kaylee screaming in the background, Smith recalled. She said that I had to come home right away. When she returned to the address, Kaylee was still in agony, but Vaughn wasn't initially forthcoming about how the tot had sustained the burns. After originally claiming she left the toddler alone in the bath, Vaughn conceded she dipped the feet in boiling water because Kaylee was misbehaving. It's not right. There's nothing in this world that a two-year-old can do, no matter how bad they lashed out at you, Smith told ABC2. She went on to tell Metro, if I had my way, she would have the exact... She would have the exactly same punishment given to her that she inflicted on my daughter. I would like someone to burn her feet just the same. That would be that would teach the step grandma a lesson that she so desperately yep. needs to learn. 
no matter yeah. how bad a two-year-old child acts, there are some forms of punishment you simply do not do. Like ever. correct. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one, one of them. them. It's like. <clears throat> It's like, seriously? I mean, she's two, I mean, she's two years old. You expect her to know anything at this point? You would expect a two-year-old to misbehave because people can be like that, but until at least kindergarten, if not further. Yeah. Even in kindergarten age, they're still going to have screw-ups. They're just going to be of a different kind. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it makes me wonder, too, now that I just now thought of this, if this is the way she treats her, her step-grandchild when she misbehaves, how did she treat her own kids when they misbehave? That's a good question. But you notice the person who hasn't really been spoken to about this is her fiancé, Kyle. Kyle. So I guess the big question is, I mean, what, how, how does he feel? What's his take on this? Because seriously, that's just, I would be surprised if he's probably upset with her too. So it's like, look, I mean, I will, I will be upfront about this right now. I could probably never have kids in my lifetime anyway because I have a hot temper. Okay. And the one thing I will never do is I will not harm. I would I would rather be dead than harm the child. You know what I mean? Mhm. And see, the thing is, I'm willing to admit I'm probably not the right type of person who should have kids. I used to want to have want to have kids, but now that I'm older and you know having health issues and whatnot, I can't chase a young one around the house anymore. Right. Yeah, and me, it's like you know, if the child starts crying, it's like okay, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to stay calm. But it only takes a split second. So it only takes a split second to make a big mistake. That's right. Yeah, but you see, some some people, some people always ask me, how come you don't get married? How come you don't have kids? It's like, well, I can't find Mister Right for starters, and I. Don't know if I can handle being having a child, having a small child. I'm willing to admit to that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but some it's like some people get upset that you see couples like it's like this that one story where what is it? Someone got mad because there was a couple who had no kids at Disney World. She said, "No, this is a place for people like you." It's like, uh, yeah, it is. Because not everybody wants to have kids, and there's, you know, of course, there's some people who can't have kids for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even couples with kids, you see a man and a wife and a child together, guess what? That might not be their child. That might be their niece or nephew. Uh-huh. You're right. Or it could be someone they adopted. Yeah, it could be an ado- adopted child. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're there with the child's parents, but the child's parents are off doing something else. Right, exactly. So so you really shouldn't be stereotyping any of this. It does not make any sense. No, it doesn't. And there's Eyeshine. She just joined the chat room. Hey, Eyeshine. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, it, I mean, I've got I've got several coworkers. They don't have kids, and they're single. You know, and, and they're doing and they're doing just fine. Because not every, not everybody wants to have a spouse or you know or children. So. He says, like, oh, come on, you don't want me lonely. He's like, I'm not, I'm fine. 
Let's see. Now, um, I had posted something. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I posted something. Oh my. I think it was either today or, let's see. No, it was yesterday. Um, how do you feel if this happened to you? Um, mom, mom opens the door, finds two child protective services agents. Problem is, they're not real service agents. I saw that headline. And I thought about reading it. Like, no, we're probably going to talk about it on the show. Well, I mm-hmm. haven't read it, so I'm I'm curious what happened here. Yeah. Okay, uh, let me see. Let me do this. There we go. All right, so now I can do this and this. Since the since I can't put links in the in the BTR chat, I can I can still get the iShine via Messenger, so it's okay. All right, so here's yep. what's going on. This was posted yesterday. A mom said two fake child protective services agents tried to take her son. Now this is out of Marysville, Washington. Mother said two people showed up at her house posing as child protective services agents and tried to take her son away from her. Haven't wanted to let him go since I picked them up, Jesse McCombs said. She has a good reason to hold her four-year-old a little tighter. She said two imposters showed up to her home, a woman followed by a man, on Monday morning. Said she was with CPS and that she was there about my son's injuries and that they were to take him into protective custody, McCombs said. She said she was initially confused. I thought for sure she had the wrong house until she told me his name and birthday, McCombs said. She said both were dressed professionally, and the woman did all the talking. I asked her, can you show me some identification? Can you show me this order that you supposedly had? She refused to show me that, McCombs said. That was a red flag. These people were potentially trying to just snatch my kid. So I started panicking, McCombs said. She told, uh, she told the station she then fake-dialed 911. She said, we'll come back later, and they left in a hurry down the stairs, McCombs said. McCombs made a report with the Marysville police who said they're investigating. She said she doesn't know who would fake being CPS workers or why they chose her son. Adrenaline just pretty much took over. I wanted to get my son somewhere safe. Uh, sorry, sorry, McCombs said. It's a lot bigger than just this one time. It's like a constant thing that's going to be in the back of your head. Police say they reports of bogus CPS workers trying to take children in the city. The state's CPS says law enforcement always accompanies staff who always carry agency identification. So the question is how... Oh, go ahead. ahead. I would say always request identification if you Mm -hmm. see somebody come up to you and you're not expecting to be visited Mm -hmm. by them. If they're legitimate, they will happily show you their identification. Right. But here's the big question. How did they get the boy's name and number? A lot of people, I saw the comments, a lot of people saying, don't post that stuff on Facebook. It's like, how do you know she even posted it on Facebook? (laughs) And there there are ways of getting information that don't even involve Facebook. Right. You know, for the record, my number is posted on Facebook, but most people will never see it for two reasons. Number one, my profile is private. You have to see, you have to actually be my friend on Facebook to even see the things I post. And then number two, I don't even have this. I have it set only to show me my own phone number. Mm-hmm. Last I checked. Okay. So yeah. That that way that way, many people I add don't just start calling me out of the blue just because my yep. number is available. Mhm. And speaking of phone numbers and such, um, uh, I swear, robocalls, I've been a pain in the ass. And robotech, too. Yep, robotechs and robocalls. But, you know, so far, my cable company chart, I mean, I'm sorry, Spectrum, and Janet's cable company, Cox, uh, they both have something called Nomo Robo. In other words, it'll ring one time. And it'll not give out the number, and then it'll hang it up after the one ring. If it suspects it's a robocall, which I think that is really awesome. And the best thing is, there's no gigs, there's no extra cost. 
there's no extra cost for the service, so that's good. And I found out watching NBC News tonight that um, cellular companies are joining forces with the state attorneys general of all 50 states to see if they can do something about the about the robocall situation. I mean, the cell phone companies are working on the technology to try to put a stop to it. It may not be able to get them all together, but they can sure eliminate a lot because here's, this is a shocker. 14 billion, that's with a B, 14 billion robocalls were made last month. Oh, my. Yeah. I hope they can roll it out pretty soon because I do get the occasional one. But thankfully, once I do get it, I I put them on block. And I think my phone is limitless when it comes to blocking numbers. So. Maya. I've been getting them. I've been getting texts from email addresses since I started mm-hmm. blocking phone numbers, and I blocked them too. Yeah. Oh, let's face it. I'm totally exhausted. Oh my. Yeah, basically it's an adjective meaning too tired to give a shit. <laughs> you know that sounds an awful lot like me. Mhm. Let's see. Oh yes, I remember posting this one. Uh, I don't think we talked about it either. Uh, the day after his wife's funeral, El Paso shooting Woodrow has his car stolen and wrecked. It's like really, he's been through tragedy. And now this happens to him. And now this is a, this might really make you mad. When I saw the comments on Facebook, one person actually laughed about it. Oh, I'm no, oh, no, 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 no. It's like no, this is not funny. Okay, the guy lost his wife, and then this happened to him. It's like seriously, that is just plain. But. There actually is a bit of a happy ending. So here's what's going on. In El Paso, Texas, employees at a Ford dealership pushed to replace the SUV of a widower who lost his wife in the El Paso mass shooting after it was reportedly stolen and wrecked the day after hundreds attended his wife's funeral. Just one day after the funeral for Margie Record. Uh, one of the 22 victims of the El Paso mass shooting, someone reportedly stole her widower's SUV. But the kindness of the community man, Antonio Basco, who invited the world to his wife's funeral, was not worried for long. Casa Ford dealership stepped up to replace Basco's SUV with one that's the same color as the original he shared with his wife. Basco also received a trailer from Desert Haven Trailers and an installed hitch. He's obviously still very torn up because of the tragedy that occurred, so he's extremely grateful. Honestly, from my perspective, he's a humble man who doesn't want a lot of attention, and he's received a lot. So we just wanted to offer this, said Ronnie Lowenfield, co-owner of the dealership. The original SUV sustained damage to its windshield, hood, and roof after it was reportedly stolen and wrecked, according to tow truck driver Eduardo Moreno with El Paso Towing. Moreno towed the vehicle back to Vasco's home for free after recognizing his name for media coverage. Vasco told the towing company that a pressure washing machine, which had been inside a trailer park next to the SUV, was also stolen, according to Moreno. Basco and Record have been married for 22 years, and when he invited everyone to his wife's funeral, the widow said he had no other family. El Paso police say they're investigating the alleged crimes. Hope they catch whoever did it, because they really do not deserve any um, sympathy. Idiots that they are. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. You're excused. Thank you. All right, let's see. Now, here's an interesting story that I signed and posted. Uh, Diver finds a GoPro camera near a waterfall which contains YouTubers' Final moments alive. Oh my. Yeah. 
So I posted it there. And this was posted back on uh, Sunday. So here's what happened. Thought to be lost footage of a man's final moments alive have been salvaged by a YouTuber who found his GoPro deep underwater. Richard Raglan drowned at Foster Falls State Park in Tennessee in 2017, just a few days before his 23rd birthday. And since then, his parents, Robin and Gary McCreer, have wondered what happened in the moments before he died. They now have their answer. YouTuber Rich Aloha, I like the name, found Raglan's GoPro while diving at the state park, intact with a working memory card filled with videos. So Aloha had been told about Raglan from Park Rangers and described the experience of finding the camera as an out-of-body experience. Aloha told WSB-TV, I was going through the footage and I said, oh my god, this is the guy. I'm glad I found it, personally, because I tried to do the right thing and get the item back to the rightful owner. I strongly believe that God led me to this GoPro. After finding the camera, Aloha went online to track down the family. He eventually found them and arranged to get the footage to them. While his parents haven't been able to bring themselves to watch all of the footage, the camera is filled with Raglan enjoying himself with his friends. Robin McCreer told WSB-TV, What we've seen so far is rich being rich, living life to the fullest. The McCreer couple are especially grateful to Aloha, a self-described treasure hunter, for finding the footage and then going to the effort to send it to them. Robin added, For him to go through his efforts to do his research, make numerous phone calls, he didn't give up until he got in touch with us, and that means the world to us. So that's the end of that. Excuse me. (coughs) But at least for the family, now it brings closure. Mm. Ah, that's better. Let's see. Oh, yes, I like a cup of fuck offy. One splash of no one cares, a dash of kiss my arse. Add some fuck yous, a pinch of blow me, sir, and shove it up your arse. <laughs> oh, my. It's like, I love to use that once in a while. Ugh. <sighs> Let's see. Oh, DC Legend Tomorrow. Brandon Routh and Courtney Ford to depart the CW drama as series regulars. And believe it or not, their acts, these two are real life husband and wife. Oh my. Yeah. And this was just announced, let's see, just over an hour ago. Oh my. Yeah, and I actually met Brandon Roth. I think it was let was it last year or the year before? It was last year at Dragon Con. Real nice guy, and he's from Iowa. Where at in Iowa? I'm trying to remember. It's not that far from my. Let me see. Uh, Brandon Roth, Des Moines, Iowa. Oh wow. Yeah, he's from Des Moines. (laughs) And believe it or not, he's younger than I am. He's only 39. Oh, my. (laughs) Yep. He will turn 40 on October 9th. Holy cow. Tiana's birthday's October 10th, and my mother's birthday's October 11th. Oh, my. All right, well, anyway, um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow will be bidding farewell to two series regulars during the superhero team up drama's upcoming fifth season. Brandon Routh, who plays Ray Palmer slash The Atom, and Courtney Ford, not Fort, it's Ford, who plays Nora Dark. Brandon and Courtney have been invaluable members of the Legends family. Series executive producers Phil Clemmer, Grian Godfrey, and Kido Shimizu sent in a statement to Deadline. They have always brought a level of passion and collaboration to the characters and to the show, both on and off the screen, that we deeply admire and for which we are eternally grateful. 
Ralph was among the core group of fan-favorite recurring actors from Arrow and Flash who were recruited to anchor the third Arrow's first series, along with Victor Garber, Wentworth Miller, and Katie Lotz, and has been a series regular from the start. Ralph's wife, Ford, joined Legends of Tomorrow as a recurring in Season 3 and was promoted to a regular at the beginning of Season 4. Mirroring real life, Ralph and Ford's characters are romantically linked on the show. <laughs> we kid you oh, not. Yes. Anyway, as one of the founding legends of tomorrow, Brandon is extremely beloved by the fans and everyone on the show. Clember Godfrey and Shimizu said, Ralph and Ford's exes stem from a creative decision to wrap up their storyline. Because of the nature of the time-traveling legends of tomorrow, there has been a natural character turnover, with series regulars leaving as their stories come to an end and new ones coming on board. Of the large regular ensemble cast that started in season one, only a couple will still be on the show by the end of this coming season. I believe it's going to be Sarah Lance and Heatwave, but I forgot his real name. Darn it. But but as is the case with most legends, the producers are leaving the door open for Ray and Nora to pop back in for guest appearances. Of course, when we've had when we have had main characters in the past whose journeys take them away from the Wave Rider, it's never truly goodbye. Clemmer Godfrey and Shimizu said, "We love these characters and hope to check in with them in future seasons to see how life off the ship has transformed them for better or worse." Ralph and Ford are expected to film their final episode in October. It is unclear yet when it will air during Legends of Tomorrow's Season 5 run, slated to start in January. I'm so grateful to have had the opportunity to bring the big-hearted and humorous Ray Palmer to life for our fans over the last five years. But unfortunately, his storyline is pointing in another direction, Ralph said in a statement of the deadline. I'm saddened to see Ray's journey end for now, but wish my Legends family well. Added Ford, Nora Dark is very close to my heart. If it were my choice, I'd play her for years to come. But I understand the stories run their course, and I'm grateful for the time I did have bringing Nora to life on Legends of Tomorrow. And of course, Ralph will be playing, will be pulling double duty in the upcoming Arrow crossover, where he's also set to play Superman, a character who played in the 2006 Brian Singer director feature Superman Returns. But of course, it's going to be the Kingdom Come Superman, not the one he played. So it's like very interesting. And I've kept her out of the thing. Hi, Janet. Sorry. No need for apologies. I enjoyed listening. <laughs> and yes, Janet, we read your story first. Oh, I bet you somebody sent off of their own version of a rant rocket. Oh, yeah. We, were, we, we launched our first ever supernova rant rocket. Oh, I bet you that went over good. Oh, yeah. What did you think of it? It was it was really good. It, it, well, obviously I was helping Shirley pick, pick out thing. I told her to do that one, one mm-hmm. whistle drop, and then add the explosion from one of our other rant rockets at the end. And I'd say it worked quite well, don't you? I agree. Oh, yeah. But... But can I express my own opinion on that woman? Yeah. Yeah. Not only does she need her feet dipped in hot water, she should have her hands dipped in the water, too. Yep. Better yet, she should just jump in the water. But you want to know something? It's not our place. There is one person that will judge her. Yep. That's God. Yep. Exactly. It's not our place to judge, though we will. And that little boy may lose his feet because of that. Actually, it's a little girl. Bitch. It's little a girl. girl. Uh, that little girl will use her feet because of that fucking bitch. Yep. Ooh, don't get me started. Yeah. Oh, yes. I don't know if you've been hearing about this in the last few days. There's been a bit of a conflict between Marvel, I mean, I'm sorry, Disney and Sony over Spider-Man. Yeah, I, was, I, was gonna, yes, I read that article. Mm-hmm. I read that article. Yeah. But believe it or not, Stan Lee's daughter is siding with Sony. Uh, and, of what? course, in her case, it's all about money. Mm-hmm. I mean, she says that Disney didn't respect her father. I'm not one to be knowledgeable enough to 
speak to that one way or the other. But the fact mm-hmm. is, this should really be about the fans at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, what do the fans? What do the fans want? How are the fans going to feel if, if she sides with Sony against Disney and Spider-Man is kept separate from everybody else? Yeah. I mean, I realize it's, it's, it's her, her intellectual property to do whatever with, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. You want to know something? Uh, Disney is going to lose a lot of fans if they take Spider-Man away. Mm-hmm. They set Spider-Man away. I have a feeling that Disney's going to lose a lot of fans because of that. Yeah, if, I well, remember correct, if I remember correctly, Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong here. Didn't mm-hmm. Marvel license the character to Sony? When Sony, you know, because at the time Marvel was about to go bankrupt, so they sold Fox the rights to um, X-Men and Fantastic Four. And they also sold Sony the rights to Spider-Man. So they the sold it. They didn't license it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Then what's the bitching about? Exactly. Oh, people are crying. People are crying foul because it's like, no, Spider-Man's part of the MCU. It's like, well, guess what? He's not part of the MCU anymore. Deal with it. Well, I. Uh, why do you think I don't follow fandoms like that? Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, you see, I don't follow Phantoms anymore because of the fact they can get, they turn toxic in a hurry. Uh-huh. I'm very selective about which ones I, which ones I love. Well, the one mm-hmm. fandom I'm interested in is our two-person fandom, James Henry Ward posted the Hall of Superheroes. Yeah, the Hall of Supertunes. Yeah, let's just say, I'll put it this way, Twenty. this was 20 years ago. I fell in love with a cartoon called The Magician, okay? And you see, I'll put it this way, Fox Kids only aired 26 episodes. There are actually 39 episodes. 13 never made it on the U.S. screen. Maybe because I was... Flight of Prosperity was one of them, I think, that mm-hmm. never did make it. Right, uh, that didn't make it. Um, Hardbeat didn't make it. Bad Weather from oh, Magician yeah, didn't make YouTube. it. That's on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. But somebody... I can understand because it dealt in the show's own way with addicted, addiction to drugs. Yeah, or addiction to drugs or... Um, I think there was one case there were a couple you got a couple cases with guns. Uh bad weather for the magician wouldn't be great, except May third, nineteen ninety nine happened when an F five tornado hit Moore, Oklahoma. And I remember the episode features a tornado. So it's like yeah, probably I not the right thing. That. Mm-hmm. Because it would bring back some bad memories to people. Right, it's like back in 2013 when Man of Steel came out. Remember, uh, it I think it had come out just after the EF5 that hit Moore, Oklahoma, on May 20th, 2013. Some people were saying, "Oh, you need to get that scene out." It's like, uh, can't. Too late for that. They can't take it out at this point. And another example may not be tornadoes, but remember in the first episode of Heroes, the cheerleader. Stuck her hand down in a garbage disposal and had a mangle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tinkerator. They changed the name of the garbage disposal. Right. Which I don't fault them for because. No. Yeah, but but it, distinctly, it wasn't in Tinkerator. Mm-hmm. Garbage disposal. Right. Because they always, because you know what they'll say. You know, we never, we'll never, ever, ever encourage kids to put their hands down a garbage disposal. But you get some kids who are saying, "Oh, she can do it. I can do it." Uh huh. Chop, chop. There goes all the fingers on your hand. Right. Exactly. 
And let's see, there was another episode of The Magician. I'm not, I think it was uh, uh, Masters of Magic. I probably figured out why they would never be able to show that one. Ace has to jump off a building, and he literally transforms into fire. Can you imagine if kids tried that? I saw that episode. I saw that episode this afternoon. Yeah. If you imagine kids trying that, it's like, yeah, don't put that one on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because remember, this is 1999, and I remember this. I need to check if that bad program episode is unedited because I remember in the Fox Kids version, when Cosmo says the gateway to hell, the word hell is covered up by a clap of thunder. I remember that distinctively. Okay, somebody's got hiccups. Not me. I only hook up like once, so I don't have a case of it. Yeah. Mhm. But you know, but the PC police, you know, they go a little too far. Like they took off all of the good Looney Tune cartoons. Mhm. Because of the violence in them. Yeah. Oh God. I just saw this mug. You can just super califuncalistic kiss my acidocious. Adocious, yeah. Did you catch the side mm-hmm. variation? Yes, I did. But I actually mentioned uh, tonight. Yeah. Did you see the one with the Grinch and the recipe for, for coffee? Yep. Mhm. I shine posted that. Yep. Yeah, meanwhile, there's still, let's see, um, we got Thundercats in the 80s. We had the 2011 Thundercats, which I thought was pretty good. And so far, I'm so glad I have not seen this, that new Thundercats Roar cartoon. It looks horrible. Give me a chance, and I'll send you. The, I'll send you the link to the picture in mess in the Facebook message. Oh my God! Um, new flavor of potato chip Lay's is coming out with now, which I can handle that. What is it? Deep dish pizza. I can handle that. Well, if they don't put any gluten stuff on it, then yeah, I'd probably be able to handle that. <laughs> Of course, it's like it's like finding out about you know the Blaze Barbecue potato chips. I thought they were gluten free. They're not gluten free because every time I would eat one little bag, I would feel super tired, like I just want to go to sleep. But yeah, I it's like the animation is horrible. They turned the Thundercats into a comedy. It's like, no, you can't do that with this. That's blasphemy. Yep. That's fucking blasphemy. Excuse me, I'm making sure all my pens are right. I had to reach it for a pen to color in a space, get halfway through it, and it quits coloring. Mm-hmm. Pain in the arse. You know, some things are best left alone, just like the people just like the people who complain about um, Thunderbirds ago. A few people mm-hmm. I've seen in the comments complain, oh, it's not Thunderbirds, because they were raised on the 1966 version of it. Right. It's like, honestly, grow up, people. I am so happy that I like both versions of Thunderbirds. Because they both do well to me. Uh-huh. Oh, can I read this one from FoxTV.com about the shelter dog from here in Arizona? Yeah. Didn't we talk about that already this week? Maybe. I think, yeah. But 
he was a dog at Halo Rescue, and he became Tramp. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm told people are sunning oh, up in droves what? a car made in the 30s. For those who don't have Amazon Prime and who are going to the Fantasy event next month, UK premiere of Inferno at Super Celebration. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Listen to this. <laughs> a massive cat looking for a forever home in Philadelphia shelter. The cat is 26 pounds. His name is Chonk. Yep. Chonk. Chonk, 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 chonk. <laughs> but yeah, that cat is real. An enormous cat is going viral for both its cuteness and chunkiness. BJ, a 26-pound cat, is up for adoption at the Morris Animal Refuge Animal Shelter in Philadelphia. The shelter tweeted about Big Boy Mr. B Thursday in a bid to raise awareness that the chonk of a cat is looking for a forever home. According to the shelter, BJ is two years old and has a big heart fitting of his big size. Anyone interested in adopting this chunk of a cat can visit the Morris Animal Refuge website to get more information. As much as I like cats, I've also got a problem with the dander. I can believe it. Yeah, so that kind of leaves me out on that one. And plus, and it's like, clear over there to adopt it. Mhm. Which I can't do anyway. But <laughs> but thank goodness I have a dog. I got a me, I got the Humane Society. Not that far from my house. But we want a small dog. We don't want we don't need a big dog. You don't need a chunk sized dog, right? Right. Have you ever seen the size of a Great Dane? Yes. A neighbor of one of my friends, mm-hmm. you know, had a Great yeah. Dane. I don't know who who walks who. Hmm. Okay, who said this? Surely you know. So this is mostly for Tim. Who said this, Tim? We herd sheep, we drive cattle, we lead people. Lead me, follow me, or get out of my way. I have absolutely no idea whatsoever. General George S. Patton. Yeah, that was a cryptic quote from last week. August 17th. He was a little bit of a hard-nosed commander, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I know he got in trouble for being a little bit abusive to his men, from what I heard. So, anyway, have we run out of things to talk about? Um, I'm working on something. <laughs> something, 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 something. Yeah. Something, 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 something. Yeah. High school football has officially started here. Yeah. Oh, there is a soccer team in the Valley that's going to go to El Paso mm-hmm. to play soccer with the with the teams there to help them, you know. It's kind of like a form of therapy for what happened there. Right. And they are bringing equipment, jerseys, to, to the teams. Mm-hmm. Like 400 jerseys, soccer balls, etc. I think that's a good thing. It's a team out of Tempe, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, uh, I was going to say... Um, Tomorrow, tomorrow, everybody here in Montgomery's got to say goodbye to Eric Snyder. Of course, he is leaving WSFA 
immigrant, and moving up to WROC in Rochester, New York, to become the chief meteorologist. So now it'll be back to three. But you know what? Hey, WSFA has put out two chief meteorologists. Eric Sunnell's the second. Vernon Turner was the first. Excuse me. Let's see. Oh, listen to this. Today's neighborhood news feed from Lime. When parking your spacecraft, do not obstruct the starships. When parking your scooter, do not obstruct the pedestrian right of way. Obviously, and guess where this is? Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I have a problem with the scooters on the sidewalks. Yeah. But you know, you know, Dragon Con's coming when it says, "When when parking your spacecraft, do not obstruct the starships." And parking your scooter, oh my, the walkway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they're gonna have a special menu like they did at the other Dragon Con I went to with you. Hmm. Well, I'll have to check and find out because I really don't know. Oh, my poor marker. Got teeth marks on the calf. Damn it. Mm -hmm. But I wish I was with you, Shirley. No, that's all right. No, seriously. Mm. Well, maybe one day, but. Yesterday, 17 hours ago. Good morning. Say hello if you're awake. Mm-hmm. That's what I was so used to, but not for much longer. And yes, he's post- he posted a picture of the moving truck with his dog Bolt inside, but don't worry, Bolt's not going to be in the truck. <laughs> He'll probably be up front with, with, his, with his parents. Bolt looks like he was ready for a trip. Uh huh. And he'll really enjoy it up north. He'll be, he could get outside more often. And he is one of those recent dogs who can um, survive easily in the bitter cold. Ooh, here's something interesting. Um, somebody was able to post this this old letter to All in the Family. Yeah. And here's what it reads. I just want to voice my opinion and discuss what the program on Channel 4 called All in the Family. The program aired on February 23rd was to me nothing short of a communist conspiracy to destroy the moral fiber we have left in our nation. The institution of marriage as we have known it in generations past, was shown to be old-fashioned, stupid, and completely wrong. This program is pure propaganda and should be removed from the air. Signed, Disgusted. Who answered back to Disgusted? Uh, nobody. It was just, like, basically somebody putting something to answer a question. But still. All in the Family was ahead of its time. And yeah, that's yeah, exactly what somebody commented. Time too. Yep, the show would. Yeah, someone said the show would never get in the air on the air today. It was way ahead of its time, which is true. Yeah. Or if it did get on the air, it would be in the nine to ten o'clock spot. Yep, then. Mhm. Stupid. Yellow is so light, it's hard for me to tell whether or not the pen's mm-hmm. But, um, you know, this is back when um, 
you know, Meathead, you know, represented the hippie generation. Right. Bob Reiner's character, I think that was who played Meathead. Mm-hmm. Is that him? Yeah. And you know, and do you remember an episode when the Jeffersons moved in next door to the bunkers? Yes. Oh, I ticked a lot of people off. Okay. All right. I'll be back shortly. Okay. <laughs> UC Berkeley offering adulting course to teach valuable life skills. Thankfully, I don't need it, but a lot of these kids sure need it. Oh, here's something that actually makes sense. If you're a man upset at being lumped in with rapists, attackers, and general arseholes just because of your gender, maybe you take it up with the men who give us a bad name instead of women who have to be on their guard 24-7 because of them. And I agree with that. Let's see. Ooh, the TV show Seal Team that's got David Boreanaz from Angel and Buffy and Bones. Well, guess where the guess where the um this where the show just got filmed for the first episode of season three. Serbia. Oh my. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be quite the challenge. Ow, hold on my eye. Ow. Sorry, my eye loves to do that to me. There, that's better. Okay, oh, this is bad. An Italian-American immigrant is held still and forced to watch in horror as pineapple is added to a pizza for the first time. It's like, well... Oh, my. Hey, for some people, pizza works. I mean, pineapple works on pizza. Me... I can't even have pineapple or pizza, so it doesn't even matter at this point. Of course, Gordon Ramsay would probably see that one probably say, "Call the police." Mm-hmm. He probably would. All right. Well, guess what? We're down to two minutes and seven seconds. So, might as well go ahead and start wrapping this up. That was, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, it did. But anyway, um, of course you know tomorrow night is our tomorrow night is our night of the naughty Mad Libs. Our summer yes. continues, and believe me, we throw in some naughty. That's our you sick naughty fighting eagle, you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but we look forward to it. So we're bringing everything: the dildos, the penises. Vaginas, the gynecologist, the corners of Winslow, Arizona, uh, Lieutenant Jefferson Hamburger of the Battle of LaGuardia International Airport, and Colonel Mumar Kofifi of the Battle of Bowling Green. Yep. Gotta postpone us the fake president. Yep. We'll have all that much more. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on our website beyondtheairways.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, which it can happen because life does happen. There's two ways you can catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast or be on the airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow for the summer of Naughty Mad Libs. Yes. Naughty.
All right, that is all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You... I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! As one. Ooh. I am Groot. Mm-hmm. I am Groot. Uh-huh. I am Groot. Oh, shit! <laughs> and finally, I've got a new one to debut. We are going to make America great again. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. No. No, 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 hell no, no, no. Woo. Hmm. All right. Well, that is all for tonight. Have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Jenna.